This is the Bartender Journey Podcast. It's Tales of the Gotel 2019. About to have the official kickoff. The Toast to Tales just about to start any minute now. And uh, lots of people around. It's a change of venue to this time at the Royal Sinesta. It's always been at the Hotel Montaleon before. It's exciting. Here we go. Hello, everyone. It's the Bartender Journey Podcast number 281. My name is Brian Vincent Weber. Thanks for listening. This is the podcast all about bartending and cocktails and spirits. Well, we're just back from Tales of the Cocktail 2019. Great event, as always. Second year into the new uh, management, new focus. It's now actually called the Tales of the Cocktail Foundation. And uh, the organization is very much into giving back to the community, health and wellness for the bartender, education. So, but also uh, a lot of fun involved, too. Thank you. idea of the new focus of the Tales of the Cocktail Foundation. After that, this year's grant recipients were announced. Every year, the, tale, the Tales of the Cocktail Foundation is dedicated to giving away uh, grants to uh, organizations. For instance, uh, our good friends at CORE, Children of Restaurant Employees. That's a great organization to get involved with if you want to help uh, people, uh, people in the hospitality industry that need help. And uh, if you yourself uh, run into some trouble of some sort, uh, where you, you can get in touch with them and they may be able to help you. Lots of other great uh, organizations were given grants. Uh, a place called Liberty's Kitchen, and that's in New Orleans. And uh, their their theme is, or their slogan is, learn, grow, lead. They help youth get good hospitality jobs in New Orleans. Lots of other grants were given out, and 
and uh, they, well, they actually they gave out a little bit fewer grants this year, but higher amounts. So the average grant was twenty five thousand dollars this year. I went and checked out Grey Goose's event, uh, the Great Bar Race, which was just right in the street. And uh, a bunch of bartenders from around the country were doing tasks like, uh, well, all kinds of things, balancing trays, racing through the street with uh, trays and uh, different, different things. It's like a bartender obstacle course. humid as I remember from uh, years past, but it is hot. Having a good time and uh, we'll see what happens next. Cheers. That's Q Mixers, the high-end uh, soda mixers uh, company, if you're not familiar with Q. There's a lot of great new mixers on the market, uh, tonics especially, high-quality stuff made with real sugar instead of high fructose corn syrup and a lot of natural flavoring agents rather than artificial. So new this year at Tails was the Beyond the Bar initiative, which addressed uh, things like diversity, sustainability, sexual harassment, mental health, uh, inclusion, and things like that. And uh, th- those were all free. Uh, they were held at the New Orleans Athletic Club, and there was uh, running in the morning and a lot of great uh, seminars, and they were they were free, open to anyone. Uh, you didn't even have to be attending Tails. Just uh, locals were invited as well. Uh, went to one seminar there. It was all about sleep, which is interesting because uh, as bartenders, a lot of times we have a weird schedule and sometimes it's hard to get the right sleep, you know. So uh, he was talking about when it's time to wake up, how to get your day going good. You know, he says, get light as soon as possible. Open the curtains. Natural light is always better. Uh, don't check your phone right away. In fact, he said, don't even bring your phone into the bedroom. Um, I know most people use it as an alarm now, and I, I'm guilty of that myself. But, uh, you know, that the light coming off the phone when you're trying to go to sleep has actually been proven to uh, keep you, I don't know the details of it, but you've probably heard about this, how the light from the phone when you're trying to fall asleep is not good or all whatever screen, iPad, whatever. Uh, he says, uh, do a mental challenge. He said, maybe you're, you may have seen your grandparents doing a crossword puzzle over breakfast. That's a great way to get wa- uh, wa- waking up. Have water before coffee. Uh, do something physical. But but speaking of coffee, he said have, having a ritual in the morning is good. If you have a coffee-making ritual or whatever it is, um, that's a good thing to do. Um, he said the, waste, the worst way to wake up is with a blaring alarm. He suggested a something called a SAD lamp, uh, sort of like it's a oh dawn wake simulator. 
I guess it's DWS. I don't know. Anyway, uh, <laughs> interesting idea, though. It wakes you up uh, gently with light. <laughs> Sounds like a good idea. Uh, he's talking about coffee. He says the half-life of caffeine is six to eight hours, so it can, um, you know, it, it stays in your system for quite a while. Um, he's talking about sleeping on the side is best. Um, sleeping on your side is the best. And I know for me personally, I have uh, struggled with uh, heartburn or acid reflux and uh, sleeping on your left side specifically is, is best if you have that issue. And uh, he's talked about if you, if you travel a lot uh, and staying in hotels and you, and you struggle with sleeping properly in your hotel, a good thing to do is have some sort of scent uh, that you maybe spray on your pillow at home and then your, your mind associates that with sleep. So you take that on the road with you. And uh, that made a lot of sense. So anyway, that was just one of the uh, free Beyond the Bar events at Tales of the Cocktail this year, all about uh, health, wellness, and um, inclusion, sustainability, all those kinds of things. Next, let's talk to very good friend Jonathan Pogash. All right, we're here at Tales of the Cocktail 2019. Mr. Jonathan Pogash, always great to see you, sir. Great to see you, Brian. And we're si- you're signing books today. As, Tell us about this book. As we speak, I'm literally using this Sharpie signing and right signing now. books. Um, so, uh, I, I don't know if you're all familiar with the Mr. Boston Bartender's Guide. I am. Uh, but it's, it's that little red book that so many bartenders around the world have learned from. Um, great reference guide. So, seven years ago, the editors asked me to be the new editor of the Mr. Boston Bartender's Guide. So, we did this. It happens to be the 75th anniversary edition. Um, it's the largest extensive, it's the most extensive edit to date. Tore it apart, took out really crappy recipes, put in better recipes, modified a lot of recipes. Um, and a couple of years ago, I found out that it's the very last time that they're printing a Mr. Boston Bartender's Guide. You just told me that about five minutes ago. That's such sad news. It, it is sad, but, you know, it's, it's, they have a really cool website. They've digitized every single edition since 1932 that they've been able to find. There are other editions that are out there that, that, that even the owners of the book, the owners happen to be Sazerac. Um, oh, and yeah, yeah, they actually and, and bought. They owned it. it all along. No, it was the publishers were was um, Wiley and Sons, um, and then Sazerac bought it about five years ago. Bought the rights back, but they own Mr. Boston, the liquor brand too. So it makes sense that they wanted to right, right, combine right. it. But the the website is beautiful. Um, but it's sad that there won't be any printed editions. And I regularly check Amazon and eBay, and people are selling this book, my edition, for like a hundred bucks. Yeah. There are only a few hundred left out there at all oh um, and the Tales of the Cocktail Bookshop sells them uh, I usually sell them at San Antonio Cocktail Conference mm. um, other cocktail festivals and things like that wow what it, I mean it's such an iconic brand uh, you know I, I think I bought my first edition when I was 15 or 16 years old it was my first bartender book I still have it somewhere you weren't mixing drinks when you were 15 or 16 years old were you? Uh, well things were a little bit looser back then yeah that was a long time ago that's what I hear back in the olden days yeah the olden days <laughs> I think I'm a little say. older than you my kids say that now it's funny when your kids start saying back in the olden days how was it you know did you have did you have iPads what was it like no we didn't have iPads there were no iPads no <laughs> Well, cool. So, so what were sort of the uh, major edits you did to this book? Well, there were a lot of recipes that were antiquated, and we modernized a lot of them. A lot of recipes called for um, teaspoons of sugar in shaken drinks, um, which can pose a problem depending on what type of sugar you're using. Um, so we 
streamlined it and just made it simple syrup. Right. Um, that was one thing. And then there were some drinks that I tested. I tested about <laughs> 400 drinks. Some I modified to make them taste better, um, yeah. and some just couldn't work, so I took them out. Also, it was the first time anyone's reached out to bartenders around the world to try to get new recipes from them, and also crediting recipes with the author of those recipes, which Mr. Boston never did before. So you go into the book, and you find a drink, um, let's say, um, the Caribbean ginger, you know, Rafael Reyes, who's in New York City, great bartender. Um, you know, before, before in, the, in the past editions, a drink like the Cable Car, which is a cl- modern classic by Tony Abu Ghanem, yeah. Didn't say that it was by Tony Abu Ghanem, that oh, sort of nice. thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I'm looking through and I and I look at recipes and I know, oh, this one is a Jim, Jim Yehan recipe. This is Sam Ross, and so we credited them with their recipes. Oh, cool. Yeah. Sam Ross, of course, we're talking about which drink? Oh, well, <laughs> the penicillin, yeah, is one of them, and the paper plane. Oh, the paper plane. Uh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I forget that one, yeah. Yeah. Um, amazing, man. Well, it's, it's so great to see you bringing this thing back to life that, I mean... I, I have 200 bartender books, and that this, Mr. Boston was my first one, and now, and now it's my newest it's, one. Well, it's a pleasure to pass it along to you. <laughs> Jonathan, always a pleasure to see you, man. Thank you. My pleasure. Cheers. Cheers. We'll have more for you from Tales of the Cocktail 2019 on future episodes, including some interviews. My name is Alberto Vollmer. I'm the CEO of a 223-year-old rum company called Santa Teresa that's based in Venezuela. I'm Joe McCanta, the global ambassador for Grey Goose. We'll post some pictures on bartenderjourney.net, and you can see some more of our adventures, including House of Elix, which is always a great event. Elix uh, is an absolute high-end product, and they always put on an amazing party uh, where I had a drink out of a copper pony, and uh, there were blow-up dolls in the swimming pool. So you can see pictures of that. Uh, Don Julio, thank you. Don Julio Tequila, thank you for the wonderful dinner. Uh, That was a real treat. The food was great. The drinks were great. The company was great. So we'll have some pictures from that. It was awesome running into some listeners of the podcast, including uh, Misty and Christian. Great to meet you guys and look forward to uh, keeping in touch. So that'll do it for this episode of Bartender Journey and looking forward to seeing you on the next one. Cheers. Cheers.